This morning, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 119. Last week, we talked about the importance of faith. And I want to talk about another, if you will, action that we as believers should be doing. Uh, Faith is an action. Faith is something that you demonstrate. Faith is something that you do. Uh, as we talked about this morning, uh, the, the verse that says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh, but uh, the, the, it's very clear that there are certain things that are of grave importance in the Christian life. And uh, I was initially attempting to start this out as like a little series or something. It's just kind of, if you will, been led of the spirit to be that way. And today I want to talk about another important thing in the Christian life. We have the importance of faith on one hand over here, where now we're going to talk about another importance in the Christian life and for every believer. And that is the importance of that word memorization. Now, now th- this one may seem a little bit more, if you will, elementary. It may seem a little bit more schooling type. It may seem a little bit, if you will, um, rudimentary. But if we don't understand the importance of why we memorize Scripture, what it does, then we're not going to really truly get a full understanding of what God has in store for us. I'm going to point some stuff out. Without memorization of scripture, I'll tell you this, it becomes really hard to see the blessings of God. And I'll show you why in just a minute. In Psalm chapter 119, there is a verse that really sticks out that we probably should have memorized. If not, this is a good one to memorize. Psalm chapter 119, verse 10. And, and, and maybe, maybe you, excuse me, verse 11, not verse 10. Uh, maybe, maybe you already know it. Maybe you don't even need to look at the verse. Maybe when I said Psalm 119 verse 11, you went, Oh, I know exactly what that is. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. That, that is a verse that is so critical. And what we're talking about in that verse, God is saying, there is memorization. That is why memorization is so important. Why? Because memorization will keep you from sin. Let's quickly pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. Thank you again for an opportunity to get into your word. Pray, Lord, that you just uh, help us as we look at the subject matter this morning. The Lord, we would understand the importance of memorization. The Lord, we wouldn't just take this as uh, this is something that we already know, but Lord, we would take a look at this with fresh eyes and Lord, with a willing heart and with a, a spirit, Lord, that is desiring to grow and learn of you and a soul, Lord, that is uh, um, uh, um, just desirous of being close to you and realizing how important this is of a matter that we would consider the whole thing, not just assume, 
But Lord, truly hide this in our heart. I thank you again, Lord, for all that you've given to us. I pray, Lord, that this time would be honoring and pleasing to you. And this I ask in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, you know, we're, we're often taught as believers, there's, there's four things that we're supposed to do in regards to the Bible. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're taught there's four, if you will, biblical principles that a believer must, uh, you know, exercise daily to truly live out God's purpose for our lives. These are things that we have to do. And again, I don't want us to look at it from, again, the compliance perspective, but to look at it from the perspective of we want to do it. When we say we have to do it, it's because we want to do it. We realize the critical importance of it in our lives. And, and again, you know, as we look at all of this here, when we talk about these biblical principles regarding scripture, regarding the Bible, I, again, I want to just make sure I enter into this because there is that mindset that should always be there that is the soldier of Jesus Christ that is wearing the armor of God that is the purpose, is the person that has purposed in their heart that they're going to pray. They're going to pray about it. And with every single aspect, we should always engage the Word of God in prayer. What do I mean by that? It means before you do any of these four principles, the first thing you do is you pray about it. You pray before, you're praying in continuance throughout it, and you pray at the end. So the first one that we understand is we read, we then study, we meditate, and we memorize. Those four things, and I'll go over them again in just a second, but but with each one of those, there should be a prayer. With each one of those, we should engage God in, in, in prayer regarding what we're doing. You know, as an example, just when you sit down to read, don't open it up like you're opening up Tom Clancy, Okay. Robert Ludlum, and if you don't know who those people are, or, or, or I, I don't know, those are just books that my dad reads. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. If you're reading Edgar Allan Poe, yeah, I'm going to give you a bit of a hairy eye on that one. <laughs> a bit dark. <laughs> Whether you're reading William Shakespeare, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care what it is you're reading. You know, you just happen to plop down that book and you open it up and you begin to read. The Word of God is very different. The Word of God is a supernatural book. The Word of God has immense power behind it. And, and, and what do you do? When you sit down, you need to, number one, start off with, Lord, thank you that I have an opportunity to read this. Not everybody has a, not, not everybody has a Bible. Not everybody has a Bible. That's going to be an important principle for us to understand in just a minute. You realize there are places in this world where you cannot own a Bible? We haven't gotten that far in the United States of America. You may think we're heading there, but I will tell you this. What happens one day if they do say that? What happens one day if they say, oh, you know what? We realize that guns aren't the real issue. You can keep your guns. We want your Bibles cough them up cough them up and we're going to come into your house because we changed the constitution we're going to search for your bibles 
You realize that countries have done that? You realize countries do that? You want to know how blessed you are? You know what? As a Western, you know, a Christian in the United States of America, the first thing you do is when you put this book down and you look at it and you go, okay, I'm going to read for the day. Lord, thank you that I have this. Thank you for letting me have this. Thank you that I can actually have pages like this. Thank you for that. Be very grateful for what you have. Not everybody has that. Throughout it, while you're you're reading, just engage God in prayer and Lord, help me understand that. What is that? Lord, 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 talk to me. Lord, Lord, show me. At the end of when you're done reading, say, Lord, I want to remember these things. I want to remember what I read. How many times have we read something and then we don't remember what we read? I mean, that, 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 that occurs constantly. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, it happens all the time with the Bible. It happens all the time with the Bible. But yet they remember the novel, what happened in the chapter before. They remember what happened on, on, on the last episode of their show. They don't necessarily need the recap because they know. Lord, help me remember. Lord, give me the mind to be able to think about this throughout the day. Lord, guide my thoughts centered around what I read today. These are all simple prayers. And again, I bring this up, that this is something that should be done. All scripture, when you are, 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 are doing any of these things, should be engaged with prayer throughout it. But the very first one that we talked about, that I mentioned, is is reading. When it comes to the Word of God, we know we have to read the Bible. We have to read the Bible. This should be read more than anything else. This should be read more than anything else. You know what? That's a, that's a huge challenge. Because again, if we're talking about the Word of God having the preeminence in our life, then we need to make sure that it is the preeminent position. More of this than anything else. More of this than anything else. You know, that's hard when you've got a job that reads all day. You know, think about this. If I purpose in my life to say, I want to read more of the Word of God than anything else I read, and all day long, all I do is read contracts, then I got to make sure I've got plenty of time in this. I got to make sure that I'm constantly reading this. I got to make sure that that's what I'm doing with my day-to-day life. I'm reading this. Reading is just the simple task of, uh, of daily engagement with the Lord through the Bible. That's how he's going to talk to you. If you're getting visions from the Lord, uh, we need to talk. <laughs> need to have a little discussion about that one, okay? But he said how he's going to communicate with us is he's going to communicate through us, through, to us through his word. So what do we do? We engage the Lord every single day by reading the scriptures. 
by reading the scriptures. Some people have, you know, they, 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 they want to read through the Bible in a year. Okay. It's fine. But look, some people, they can't read the Bible through in a year. Some people, it takes a lot longer for them to get through a passage. Then so be it. By the way, we're not keeping score. If you think this is a game about, you know, hey, I read through the Bible 365 times, you know, uh, well, hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's cut back on the boasting. That's between you and God. Don't bring it up as a boasting thing. Don't bring it up as a boasting thing. Just be engaged in it. Well, I want people to know that I read the Bible. You know what? They're going to know you read the Bible by the way you speak and the way you act. That's how they're going to know. You don't need to tell people that. It's through what you do. How you behave. You study. Second thing is study. You know what that is? That's an in-depth scholarly exhausting of doctrines and principles to grow in knowledge. That's what study is. And when I say scholarly, I don't mean theologian style, okay? I'm talking about, and again, not grading as form as academics, but I'm talking about it as a student. You are a student that needs to learn what the Bible has to say. What the doctrines are. What the principles are. Study. Study. Learn to study it yourself without commentary. Commentaries will send you on some wild goose chases. And the, the, some of the stuff that they say in those commentaries, they, just remember, the commentary is not divinely inspired. Right. The stuff that I've read in some commentaries, I'm just like, What? How, how how did you we even read in the same passage? You just look at it and go, I have no idea. You know what's always really fun is when you got a problem text and you're working through it and you're like, you finally break down and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take a look at somebody else's idea and commentary. And you bring out the commentary, you flip it open, and it goes from verse, you know, and you have a problem with verse 17 and you're looking at it and and it goes from verse 16 to verse 18 and the guy skips right over it because he had the same problem you did. And you close it and you're like, you grab another one and you open it up and he's got one sentence that's, it's like, it has nothing to do with what you, and you're just like, what does this mean? You know what that means? God wants you to study it on your own. Study to show yourself approved, not under the commentators. Study study to show yourself approved unto God. Meditation. Meditation is that active thinking on passages to obtain that greater understanding of God. That's what meditation is for. Meditation isn't so that you can clear your mind and 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 be at peace in some holistic zen type thing, okay? No, that's not what meditation is. Don't let the world steal something that God told you that you're supposed to do. Don't get creeped out about saying, well, I don't, I don't like that word meditation. It's a Bible word. He meditates in it. What? Day and night. 
That means he's actively thinking. The meditation of the world is to not think. Or you focus on one thing and just repeat that over and over and over and over and over in your head till you go insane. That That's the mentality of the world. Meditation is, is where you're sitting there thinking about it and going, Lord, you said that you are the creator of all things. Everything in this life. All the things that I see. Everything that is in me. Everything that I touch and I feel and I taste and I smell, all of it you created for the purpose of pleasing you. How can I do that in my day-to-day life? With every, if you will, molecule and atom of my being, please you, if that's its purpose. That's meditation. Thinking about those things. But what we're talking about this morning is this issue of memorization. And this is one, if you will, uh, just it, it, to, to kind of put it in a, in a, if you will, the uh, kind of horrible way that the world puts it. It's the redheaded stepchild. Nobody wants to deal with it. It's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why people are always against redheads. I personally think that it's racist against Irish, but then, hey. Um, <laughs> and it probably is, because when they came over, a lot of them were orphans, and they had to take them in. And so I'm sure that there's something about that phrase. But you understand what I'm saying is, is that it's the one that's often overlooked. It's the one that's kind of like, yeah, it's the one that we have every excuse under the sun why we don't. You're like, oh, okay, I can read. Yeah, yeah, I can do some study. Yeah, 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 I can think about it. Remember, I just don't have the capacity to do that. It's like shut down. We don't do that. But it's a biblical principle that God wants us to do. Memorization is the purposeful practice of committing passages to heart to remember readily. So that it comes to your mind when you need it. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. Why? That I might not sin against thee. How am I going to know it's sin if I don't memorize this? You know, I talk about this being the preeminent and this is the filter and this is by which we do everything and why, how we think. You know, it, there's a lot in here. But if we memorize passages of scripture, it becomes very clear to us that we don't have to sit there and if you will engage and say, hold on a second, let me check the scripture. You know what we can do? We can go, I got it already in my mind because it's right here in my heart. Has that ever happened to you? There you are. You're about ready to do something. And then out of nowhere is some verse that you really probably never memorized that all of a sudden you just know by heart. And it just like, like somebody's speaking it in your ear and you just, and you're like, what? And it's about the exact situation that you're in right there. And it causes you to go, Pause for a moment. 
You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit using the Word of God to do exactly what David is talking about. Excuse me, right here in verse 11. It's a stop. It's a warning. Oh man, I was... I, I should probably write a book on things that people say when you're witnessing to them because I've had some stuff said that it just like, really? I had, I had one guy tell me one time, she was like, out. She was telling me, she said, but you know, here's the situation that, that if there's sin, why doesn't God just stop you before you sin? If you really hate sin, why doesn't he just stop you before you sin? I mean, and I said like, what? You mean like come down and just physically smack you in the face? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, first and foremost, that's a little violent, but okay. Um, I said, but he does do that. And she goes, how? That word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know what happens? When you have this in your heart, you know what really occurs? Is your, you're going to be stopped for a moment. And you then have to make that decision. Am I going to continue? You're getting ready to take the cookie. And you can hear the words of uh, 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 of your mother or your father saying, don't eat the cookie. And you can hear that and you can hear that and you're like, mm, mm, mm. And like those are so for somebody else. Those aren't your cookies. You don't get to take those. And you're just like, mm, no, oh, I want a cookie so bad. And you're just sitting there looking at that and you're going, and you're having this fight. And then there's that verse, thou shalt not steal. You know what? That should have more powerful voice in your life than the words of your mother or your father. And it should stop you cold. And as soon as that voice is heard, and as soon as that word of God is said, as soon as it is brought to mind, it should just be immediate withdrawal. But what do we do? We discount it and we push it aside and we go straight for the cookie. Then after we eat it, then the whole slew of other verses come in about stealing about seeking forgiveness, about being enmity with God, stuff like that. We should develop in our lives a desire that the Holy Spirit would take our hearts and prepare them in such a way that when we sin, we are the most miserable of all people in the world. That when we engage in behavior that is outside the will of God, it should make us absolutely heart, heartbroken and, and just, just, just downtrodden and just like, oh. It should, it should be that. We have the thought about the person that we shouldn't have. You know what should happen? It should be. Oh, somebody's like, are you okay? Yeah. What's the matter? Oh, I just thought that person was a jerk. And they're like, well, I think that too. Well, yeah, you know, that, that's a, that's a sinful thought for me to have. And they're like, what? Wait, huh? 
There should be a reaction that way. So that we don't want to engage in behavior like that. We should have a reaction that when things are said, that it, the, the memorization that comes in, the stuff that we've learned, that it would prick us in our heart and say, that's not what God said you are to say. How does that minister grace? How does that communicate love and truth? We should be smote to the heart. Remember when David was over there and he was going to stretch his hand out against Saul? He had opportunities to kill Saul. He could have ended the whole thing, right? But he was going to, he, you know what? He was willing to wait for God's timing when God wanted it done the way that God was going to have it done. He wasn't going to take matters into his own hands. He wasn't going to take vengeance. He wasn't going to go down that road. And even to the point of where when he took that little piece of his his, his cloak and he took the, the, the cruise of water and took the spear and took those things from him, showing multiple times that he could have killed him, it still smote David to the heart. Why? Because he stretched out his hand against the anointed. And he knew he shouldn't have done that. David realized how how far he was supposed to go and how far he went. And he crossed a line. So we see very clearly that, that, that when we sin, there should be that memorization in our heart that stops us and gets us to think and say, I have done something against God. I need to take care of it right now. There should be that immediate response. You know, I want you to think about this for a minute. The greatest example that we have in Scripture is Jesus Christ himself. Is Jesus Christ himself. You realize that he quoted over 20 different Old Testament books, and he did that over 150 times. And guess what? He didn't have this. He didn't have a tablet, and he didn't certainly didn't have a cell phone. And, and, and the process of carrying those things around while they were just beginning to start book binding and doing things of that nature, the sti- they still, you know, if he was going to be packing that around, the Old Testament, all of it, you know how big that thing would have been? He'd pack it around something this big. Can you imagine walking around like that? What's that? It's the Word of God. Aren't you the Word of God? Yeah. It would be ridiculous. It'd be ridiculous. Just because we have the physical Bible right here that we can always go to and reference is not an excuse to keep it out of here where it needs to be. And so many times it's read, it may be studied, and that's as far as it goes. And the words that are on the page stay on the page and they never make it into the heart of the believer. Memorization ensures that it does. Memorization ensures that it does. Turn to Psalm chapter 1. I want you to see some things here about the Word of God and about memorization, about doing what exactly this verse talks about. 
I want you to see some of the importance behind this. Verse 11 clearly identifies that it's to keep us from sin. It's to keep us from sin. Here we are in Psalm chapter 1, and the whole the whole psalm itself, the whole chapter, says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And probably many of us have that memorized. But you know what? That's an important one to, to, to know. But his delight is what? In the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. There's a meditation again. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whithersoever, and what's, excuse me, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which are in the, which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You know what this, this passage just told you? It told you that the only way that you can stand in the presence of God is by the word of God. You want to be able to stand into the judgment? You're getting ready to be judged for your sins. Could you imagine that horrifying thought? And instantaneously you go, uh, the Bible said that if I trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that I would be saved. It says, whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I've called upon the name of the Lord. It says that I be- if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that I will be saved. I believe on him. I believe that it says that I will have forgiveness of sins, as it says over in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. You're not going to stand in judgment. Because it's the word of God. You're not going to stand, if you will, with those sinners that are excluded from the congregation of the righteous. You know what keeps you out of the body of Christ? Your unwillingness to, to, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's what keeps people out of the body of Christ. That's what keeps people out of heaven. That's what keeps people from, from, from having a, a forgiveness of sins is the receiving of Jesus Christ to secure a standing in God's presence. Meditation is important. Excuse me, memorization is important. Take a look at Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, and in verse 8, it's a verse again. These are And these are familiar passages that we as believers should have memorized. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that that is written therein. For when thou, uh, excuse me, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. And again, he's not talking about, you know, financial and prosperity and things of that nature. Success is judged differently and defined differently by God. But here he is talking about this, this to these individuals that are getting ready to go in. By the way, just to make it really clear here, they did not have a Bible. 
They only had the stuff that Moses had just wrote down. That was it. The ink was still wet. And, 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 and here they are having that. And look, I'm pretty sure that there was scribes furiously making copies of it. But when you've got a million plus people or more out in the middle of a wilderness, not everybody's going to be able to get a copy from Amazon. So what happens? What did they have to do? They had to memorize it. Do you know how the word of God was transmitted before it was put down, put down on in written form? By mouth, by memorization. By mouth, by memorization. Uh, that takes the preservation of God because, look, we communicate horribly as human beings. You find me one human being that has ever communicated perfectly in this world. Jesus Christ is it. Everyone else failed. Failed. Communication is a big issue with God. So you know what he did? He preserved that. He enabled people to memorize that, and he enabled people to say it word perfect, and he enabled people to remember it word perfect, and then he repeat it to the next person word perfect. Uh, again, that's God. These individuals are all here, and what do they have to do? They have to memorize it in order to know what to do. Could you imagine memorizing the entire book of Leviticus? Talk about mind-numbing. How about the first few chapters of Numbers? You're like, really, that has no application or purpose. It does. We just don't see it. But he says right here, he says, if you don't want it to depart from your, you don't want it to depart from your mouth, you want to meditate in there day and night, you want to, you know, observe to do everything that it says, you're going to have to do some memorization. You're going to have to do some memorization. Take a look at another passage over there in the book of Deuteronomy. Another very familiar passage. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. That's how important it was. There was constant memorization. There was constant thought. There was constant, constant, always present word of God. That was the intent. He says, very clearly, shall be in thine heart. That's what's going to purpose, or give you purpose. That's what's going to drive you. 
You know, here we are looking at these two passages, and and I like to show this and say here here they are having this, if you will, daily use of the scriptures wherever they go. That is the expectation that God has. And over there in Joshua chapter one verse eight, He has very clearly identified that the reason that we need memorization is that we can remember the blessings of God and what He has done. Then we have good success. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Three times the Lord in his temptation says what? It is written, it is written, it is written. All three times, and he parallels over that with the book of Luke, all those things that you see specifically regarding that, it's the word of God that he uses to combat temptation. He, by the way, he didn't sit there and go, hold on a second, let me look that up. Where does it say man shall not live by bread alone? I'm trying to find that. Uh, you don't happen to know what that one. No, he knew exactly. He said it exactly. And he used it to keep temptation at bay. That way of escape for temptation, right here. Right here. He's given us a way of escape. Memorization is to help us combat temptation. So, so far we've seen that it's to kind of secure a standing in God's presence, to realize the blessings of God, to daily use wherever we go to combat temptation. Go over to back to uh, Psalm chapter uh, 119 and uh, verse uh, 9 this time. Psalm 119 verse 9. What, 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 what prefaced verse 11 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. You know what the, the, the memorization of Scripture does? What it helps you do? It helps you be obedient. It helps you be obedient. You ever have that happen with your child? You raise a child and you say, okay, I need you to do this, 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 and this. Can you do those things? And they look at you and they go, huh. okay, remember, this, 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 and this. You got it? Repeat it. This, 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 and this. Three seconds later, they're like, what was I supposed to do? (laughs) Yeah. You know what that is? That's God showing you that you need to work on that in your life. (laughs) God uses your children to teach you. It's an amazing thing. And praise God for it. But you know what that means? It means that this verse is telling us very specifically that the memorization of Scripture is important Because it helps us to be obedient. It helps us to be obedient. When we remember what God told us to do, when it's, when we've memorized those passages about what we are supposed to, uh, uh, how we're supposed to behave in certain circumstances, when we memorize that in our heart, I'll tell you this. That'll help you keep obedience as a primary objective in your life. 
It'll keep obedience as a primary objective. Turn over to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, and uh, take a look at, at verse 4. It says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Over there in 1 Thessalonians, Paul tells the believers over there that they're supposed to comfort one another with those words. I'll tell you, this is a great comfort. You know what memorization of Scripture does? Memorization of Scripture helps you comfort other people. Memorization of Scripture helps you comfort and encourage other people. Remember, what we are to do as believers in the body of Christ is we are to edify one another, not tear each other down. Not be zoilist and fault find in every single, you know, oh, look at that person. Look right there. None of that. You know what we do? We encourage them. You you, want to know why people don't do a lot of encouraging? Because they don't have the Word of God memorized. Because they don't have the Word of God memorized. Somebody's going through something. And what do they do? They just kind of like awkwardly put their arm around the person and and go, it'll be okay. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them it'll be okay. You're not God. You can't tell them that. You know what you tell them? You tell them what they need to hear from the word of God. You encourage them. And if it means that you need to shut your mouth and, and, and just cry with them for a minute, then you do that. If it means that you laugh with them, then you do that. But you know what you do? Don't tell them it's going to be okay. You have no idea. You don't know it's going to be okay. You know what you need to do? You need to say, well, this is what the Bible says. Give them something of comfort. Give them something of comfort. Don't tear them down. They already feel low. Show them the blessings of God. Memorization of Scripture will help with that. Obviously, you know, it becomes very apparent that as part of this, we also use this to proclaim the Word of God. Turn over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. We're instructed very clearly that we are to be ready to give an answer. He says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Man, I love that first part. First Peter 3.15, God in the right place. And be, all, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you the reason of the hope that is in you with fear or with meekness and fear. And what does that mean? That means you have to be able to give them an answer from the word of God. Not your opinion. Not your opinion. You ever, you ever go looking for an answer and then somebody gives you some, uh, you know, the unsolicited advice, opinion stuff? You're like, I didn't want that. I just want the answer. The Word of God has it. 
that that hope that lies within you is communicated through the hope of the scriptures. Comfort. Comfort. To proclaim the gospel of Christ. One last thing I want us to see, and you turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Bear with me just for a couple more moments. Colossians chapter 3. One of the reasons why we memorize Scripture, we memorize Scripture to secure that uh, standing in God's presence. We memorize Scripture to realize the blessings of God daily in our life. We memorize Scripture to use daily wherever we go and wherever the Lord leads us. We use Scripture to combat temptation whenever it's present. We use Scripture memorized to live obediently. We memorize Scripture to encourage others. We memorize Scripture to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, the hope that is within us. In Colossians chapter 3 and in verse 16, we memorize Scripture specifically so that it has a purpose in our life. Verse 16, he says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. When the word of God, you know, sometimes people just let the word of God kind of sit there, not dwell. Just kind of sit there. Dwelling means it's taken residence. Dwelling means that it is there for the long haul. Dwelling is also described here as dwelling richly, profitable, distinct production coming from the word of God in your life. When you memorize it, it's going to dwell with you richly. It's going to dwell with you richly. And again, that what does that help you do? It helps you teach and it helps you admonish. So you know what that means? Not only do we have the ministry of reconciliation, we also have the ministry of teaching one another and admonishing one another in spiritual songs. I'm supposed to sing to you. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> But there's a purpose behind it. There's a purpose. When we memorize scripture, we're fulfilling a purpose that God has asked us to do. You know, one of the things that people don't really put a lot of emphasis on is that memorization. And I tell you, sometimes it shows by the way we memorize it. I want you to see this. Psalm chapter 119, verse 11. That's where we started. We should have memorized. There would have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right? Did that sound convincing? Or does this? Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. 
Very big difference, right? Versus that word of hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And I tell you, that's not memorization. That, 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 that's just parroting. You think that that bird really communicates to you with heart? No, it's parroting phrases. We memorize with passion. We memorize with that purpose. We memorize scripture with meaning in our heart. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Very different. Very different. You know what? As believers, you know what we have to do? We have to abandon all these excuses that we have about why we don't memorize. We have to abandon them. Abandon the excuses and embrace the application, as they say. And you take that and you say, I'm going to use this in my day-to-day life. I'm going to actively seek. Now, Now, I didn't give you a specified format of how to go through memorizing because people memorize things differently. Some memorize the songs. We do that with the basic program. We take verses and we put them to, 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 to some tune and, and they memorize it that way. Praise God for it. If you have to do that, do that. If you have to do the one where you just take blocks of it and you just memorize it, that word have I hid, 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 that word have I hid. Thy word have I hid. You know, whether, whatever it is you do for memorization. So that you can emphasize that and remember it, then do it. I'm not talking about the, the, the methods here. I'm talking about why, why we, 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 we do it, the purpose, the importance behind it. We have to, we really have to embrace it and realize this is going to help me in my Christian life. I need to memorize. I need to memorize more scripture. But we have to cast aside all the excuses. And inevitably, whenever something like this is talked about with memorization, there's always going to be the one person that says, I can't do that. And I've already said that no believer should ever say the word, I can't. Because I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We believe that verse, right? That should be one we have memorized. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That should be what we do. Excuses are cast aside. I like what one guy said one time. He said, uh, it's, it's not a matter of ability. It's not a matter of ability. It's a matter of interest. It's just not that interesting to people. Guys can have the exact timing memorized on their vehicles, but they can't memorize scripture. 
They know how to, they've, they've got to memorize how to build a fire in the middle of the woods, but they can't memorize a passage of scripture. People have recipes memorized that they don't need to even look at it. They just do it, but they can't memorize scripture. We can remember our date of birth. We can remember certain events. We can remember what that one person said three years ago to us that we didn't like. And we can just say verbatim what it was, but we can't quote scripture. We can't memorize scripture. No, it's, it's a matter of interest. How interested are you? Are we interested in pleasing the Lord? Are we interested in engaging him daily and letting him speak to us? When we memorize that and we hide it in our heart and it keeps us from the sin and it enables us to do all of those things that we just talked about, that's the power of God working in you. That's the power of a supernatural book working through you for God to accomplish His will. That's an amazing thing to think about. Memorization should be of the utmost importance. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. Thank you again, Lord, for an opportunity today, Lord, to just realize how important it is that we do memorize Scripture. That we take it and hide it in our hearts, Lord. That it dwells there richly in us so that we can accomplish your purposes for the life that you've given to us. Lord, again, I just thank you for this very simple, simple thought this morning. But Lord, I pray you will just use it to grow us tremendously closer to you in the knowledge of you and the knowledge of your will. That Lord, we'd be used of you to do your good will and pleasure. I thank you again for what you've given to us. I thank you again, Lord, that we still live in a country that we can have Bibles that, Lord, we can still read it and meet openly. Lord, we pray for those that can't and the need to memorize and the need to remember those scriptures that they may only see once on a piece of paper, but, Lord, they've so desperately hidden their heart so that they would please you with what they do. I thank you again, Lord, for all that you've given us. And I pray that you continue to meet with us during this time of, uh, of singing praises to you in your name. And I ask this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.